0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Herb Dean. If you like MMA, and if you like to laugh, check out the One Punch podcast at BT Sport. This is Bruce Buffer. Tune in to the One Punch Pod on BT Sport.
0: So welcome back. Here is episode 6 of the BT Sport One Punch Pod with me, Brian Lacey, and...
1: Brad Warren yeah, <laughs> yeah, Yeah, so
0: Just keep checking, actually, just to make sure you keep remembering your name for a yeah, little bit. There yeah. we and, go. And there's no, like, uh, stutters or anything like that. You know? It, I'm just okay. checking it. It's health That's check, mate. It's nice. just a health <laughs> check. There we go. So, uh, welcome. We've got lots to talk about. Uh, we've obviously got the UFC uh, that happened at the weekend. we got some other bits of news that happened in and around the sport, including TJ Dillashaw. Try saying that after uh, three pints of lager. Um, <laughs> I wish I'd had three pints today, mate. It's lovely and hot out there in the sun. But I've stopped that and I've come down into the basement to hang out with you and I also hung out with you yesterday so I'd like to on this podcast formally yeah. thank you for inviting me into the Picket House yeah. and making me Sunday lunch mate. That yeah did you enjoy much. the Sunday roast? It was good. If yeah. you uh, if, if this fails this podcast if this drops into the ether and disappears you never come over again no I'll, I'll be over mate i'll be over because those roast potatoes were bang on mate so i think we need to get you a little cooking show where you yeah. show people your tricks of the trade for roast tatties yeah
1: no for me i always gauge uh, a roast on the potatoes you know like it's like i don't care if it's <laughs> lamb beef chicken the potatoes have to be in point, and that's crispy on the outside and soft on oh, in the inside. Mate. and they're even good cold a bit later. When yeah, we were in I the love kitchen. a cold potato. I yeah, have yeah, been hanging yeah. out
0: with a cold potato. And also, look, I know we've known each other for years. We've talked about fights. We've watched individual fights together. Yeah. We've called fights cage side together. Yeah. But we've never sat and watched the UFC, and really? I really was that the that's first the one. the first one, and like a proper full. And were not a bad UFC to watch. It was awesome, and I think it brought us closer together, mate. What think do you well, give me some of your money because you lost. Be, we won't talk about that. Only bet what you're willing to lose. That's yeah. what I said. Also, he
1: didn't realise we're betting that the show's already been on. Yeah, and, and I know
0: the results. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably <laughs> one <laughs> nil to you when you fight IQ. But I also think <laughs> we should. Uh, uh, there was a, a moment we shared after dinner. We should share with our, our lovely listeners, our audience, and I, I think think this is the bit that we suddenly realised we're on the same level when you bust out a giant trifle
1: and we went twos on it, straight down yeah. the middle. We actually had two big trifles and I was opting for one each. And you, you, you didn't man up and take the whole one. Mate, I was
0: being like, polite. I'm sat at the dinner table with your mother-in-law. There's uh, two kids there that I'm trying to be a good, good example to. You've got your friends over, one of your training partners. Your wife sat there opposite me. So I was being polite and I just took a little scoop like that and then you just went straight and sliced it in half and then slammed the
1: other, the rest of it in front of me and went, finish
0: that. <laughs> And that's, well, yeah. that's that was the call to arms, we, mate. And we, the thing we, is, the
1: reason I want to to finish finisher because if you didn't eat more, I would have had it all. And what you didn't realise, the other one was in the fridge. I ate again. I ate <laughs> all that on my own that night. So you had one and a half trifles. Yes, and like be, oh mate, I did feel pretty bad. Mate, for myself. what a what
0: a dream. A bit,
1: bit of a glutton.
0: Yeah, cold yeah. custody, creamy jelly based goodness that was. But uh, thank you to uh, thank you to you and your family for inviting me. It was beautiful, mate. It was wonderful. And we should also say thank you to our listeners. We have got three weeks to go on our trial with this BT Sport One Punch Pod uh, so if you like this and you're enjoying it and you want it to stick around this is the time to make some noise so uh, get involved let BT know what you think of it you can tag them into uh, any tweets any Instagrams at knock on your neighbours
1: knock on your neighbours door on you, listen yeah Pop pause this right
0: now go next door I don't. whether it's an elderly lady a young yeah. man block a new of, flats, couple, do block of flats, flats do the whole flats do, the, do <laughs> us a favour up and down a block of flats and uh, let people know about the One Punch Pod but just leave us a review uh, let BT Sport, know what you think about it at BT Sport UFC on Twitter, at BT Sport on Instagram. So, uh, uh, we'd really appreciate it. What have we got on this show apart from uh cooking tips from Mr. Brad Pickett? Well, we've got a recap of UFC 236, uh, the main and the co main event. We reminisce with you, mate. We're going to take you deep back into each other. We'll have to get a sofa in here to uh, okay. to get you to relax as I uh as I take you back a few meditation years. To get, to get... There'll, there'll be meditation, maybe a bit of light rubbing, mate. Maybe okay. just a little bit of touching, but that we'll find out. Uh, we'll talk about the TJ dinner D- D- show. <laughs> the TJ T- Dillashaw uh, statement of, after he was uh, popped for EPO. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got listener questions and we've got more. So let's kick off now with that uh, uh, UFC 236 recap. Now, UFC 236, it was a... I'll say this, it was a mixed bag as far as an event. One that we watched um, the, the, the the entire thing together. And there were some amazing standout performances. There was a, a couple of really dull fights. We'll just point towards Alan Jaban and Dwight Grant
1: for yeah. one of the dullest fights. But... Uh, it brought through some uh, ended on high and that's the thing because obviously I didn't have all the time to watch the whole card so obviously we got there on the Sunday and we like let's watch the main card we said do we watch the prelims or the main card first main card first we watched yeah. the main card first and the first couple of fights were okay, and then there was that fight that really deflated me. Um, <laughs> like, you, you were really I getting
0: just, agitated. Because he was running, and you, I mean, you've... I felt bad. He- yeah, I felt me, really
1: yeah. bad for, for yeah. uh, Jaban because he was coming forward, but there were guy I can't remember the guy's name. That's how much I switched off. Grant, mate. That's how much I switched right, off, Grant, mate. So you I switched off lad, yeah. mate. He's not earning a fan out of me, because I know it's, it's a sport now, and you're not all just knuckleheads, and you want to get in there and knock each other out, and stuff like that. But... It's an entertainment sport, and I do not find that entertaining when someone is avoiding a fight for that long. Don't get me wrong, I'm not telling everyone needs to come forward and just put the chin out there and rock and sock and robots, but please do, that is fun to watch. But, like, <laughs> I understand that, you know, but then you shouldn't be rewarded. I I thought I, I mean, like, it was a close fight in a way, just with... uh the hit count was pretty yeah. close.
0: It was so low though. I think in one round there was ten but punches thrown. Not you try and like. hit
1: someone who's on their yeah. bike, yeah. you know, like someone going back so far you know, all the time. It's just like come on man and especially also what makes it really hard is because it's in an octagon and with an octagon there's no corners yeah. so you, you just run in circles Listen, go in this, circles this is <laughs> where we need to
0: add things like the, the crowd can get involved and they can press a button where every every 10 seconds the cage gets smaller 100% I was go. literally about to say that then, the
1: cage the time it should get smaller soon faux weapons random, <laughs> nunchucks over the top that'll do
0: Yeah, like a long pike a, a stick yeah. that you can stub uh, stubborn with and things like that uh, there were some uh, standout moments K.O. Ran did it was superb against was Eric Anders 8 yeah. up that 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 front leg, Uh, Nikita Krilov as well be uh, of in Saint Prue. First of all, for the flyweights, they've got some scope for someone looking to save them. Alexandra Pantoya uh, finished uh, Wilson Hayes in just two minutes fifty-eight. The the that's that's a big win.
1: Like I said, I didn't go back to watch those. For me, it was like I just saw the co-main and the main. I was blown away. Well, we we, we were. I didn't want to go back and spoil anything. you couldn't yeah. could beat those. That fights. taste
0: in your mouth was like that. That yeah. was like the second trifle, wasn't it, mate? It, that was that was that was the that. second <laughs> bit of trifle in your day. Uh, so let's start with the comine yeah. because it left us with. Uh, yeah, our heart in our mouths. We we it had everything. It had it everything you wanted. And when you talk about even Dana White came out and said, "So what do people think of interim belts?" There, those were people who weren't who who were really fighting to prove that they were the best, and they showed a side of themselves uh, which some of us had questions, especially with Adesanya. What, what would he like be like in those deep waters? And what an I mean, as far as underdogs go, Kelvin Gastelum, he was that far away from taking that fight until that, that fifth and final round, right?
1: I mean, me and you had, was better on this fight. You you picked Gastelum, I picked uh, Israel. But, uh, like, I was getting worried, you know. Like, I was like, wow, yeah, you know, Gastelum was looking good and, and really was... Um, the range, I've always thought the range was going to be a big problem, but it didn't seem that it was too much from, of a problem From the start,
0: that first round, yeah. when he sort of faked his way in, he sort of double-stepped on his way in, and then his big right and left hook were, they were, were landing. catching. They yeah. were landing. I
1: thought he'd be missing by a mile. Yeah. Uh, towards the end of the fight, it did change up a little bit. I think it took some time for Israel to gauge the distances and all that sort of stuff. But it, for me, like anyone's good winning a fight when you're winning, but it takes a lot of encouragement to come back. So I, I I thought the first round went to uh, uh I thought it was pretty clear with how the rounds went. Yep. First round Gaslam, second round Israel, f- third round Israel, fourth round Gaslam. Yep. That's where we came onto the into the fifth round. It was like, oh this is on a tie. And then I thought, oh but the the momentum's in Gaslam's favour. Yep. I mean but then to see how dominant and how well fought that last round was by Israel shows mate this guy is the real deal, you know, like you, you've seen glimpse of his other fights and stuff and you always, there's a lot of, lot of questions you left unanswered. Yeah. And like he says now, then even now, there's still going to be other questions. Hey, what about him versus, uh, uh Whitaker? Whitaker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yo Romero. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it reminds me a little bit like Conor McGregor everyone goes, oh, what was with Conor McGregor against a wrestler? How's yeah. Conor McGregor? And then he has to beat someone and they go, oh, there you go. And yeah. so it's like, he believes in himself and it, it gets to the stage where soon I think more and more is winning the general public over, who now are starting to believe in. Like for me, you got to one stage where uh, Conor McGregor could fight King Kong, and I, I, I uh, yeah, he's gonna have him, you know. Cause he had that so much self belief, I thought he would do it, you know. Uh, well, you, you talk about that fifth round, and
0: I watched the press conference after with Adesanya talking about that. And first of all, like, he was busted up. Him he's, and Kelvin went he to Kelvin massive lip. He still had the comb sticking out there, though, mate. I mean, you could try and st- a style bender as far as uh, you can see. Obviously, his fighting style and all that. But drop the
1: comb when your face looks like it's. <laughs> it's <just laughs> it like one of those paint things but where you no, rub your hands. You don't realize it's quite clever because takes your eyes off his mouth. His mouth was hanging down over there. But now you're looking at his head. So I think that's quite clever.
0: There you go. Maybe that's that's mine. But he was talking in in the press conference and he said he doesn't like to fight like that often, but you need them fights every so now now and again so
1: you know you can go to that place. He, He always refers his sort of fighting style to computer games and all that stuff. And with that fight, he leveled up 100%.
0: And Gastelum, let's talk about him as well. First of all, the reason I picked Gastelum, I went back and I watched some of his other fights, and, and we were looking at the people he's been in there with and he's finished. So Michael Bisping, Chris Weidman, uh, Jacare Souza, Tim Kennedy. These are legit middleweights, yeah. and this is somebody that was forced to go up to middleweight after he missed uh, weight at welterweight a number of times. So there's always questions about his size and how he would do. And I went back and I watched some of those fights, and I and just got excited. I got really excited about it because also what I saw there is somebody that will be in that fight for five rounds as he was uh, and I just thought maybe that with the questions that we've got asked about Adesanya, especially in MMA, not kickboxing maybe Gastelum would be able to put the pressure on to that point so I was so excited and when I saw his walk out I was even more. I was, I thought that was money in the bank, mate, because he made. He started running to the cage. No, yeah. no one. Someone looks like they're in business, <laughs> and he's legging it down there, passing through the fans like not even high five. the guys behind the security him. The, the security, security. Like like, what is it with UFC walkout security? They're either massive and jacked, or they're really like overweight blokes in badly fitting blazers, aren't they? That's, that's just funny
1: seeing them run. They're like, oh, like but they, that's no the, one got the memo. Like, that, the cameraman's <laughs> like, he didn't know where the film was. Like, he's like whoa,
0: this, whoa, he's off. He's but like. And ran there, and that that for me made me giggle, because I was just like, that. he, he means it, and he was yeah. staring at Adesanya the whole time, like, took his shirt off, ripped that off, he ripped, ripped his, pants, his pants off. And as well. then, this is the bit, that's the exact bit that changed it for me. Do you know, like, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm ready for a fight. Like, top off, T-shirt off, wham, bam. Then he went to stand there and get his greased uh, uh, up grab Vaseline on, and suddenly realised that he
1: ripped his, his own pants back. off. So then
0: he had the awkward moment where you have to put your, tr- <laughs> your pants back on. I forgot about that. That <laughs> was hilarious. But also, mate, now listen, that that was, that was a big cup, mate. That was that he, he's wearing a
1: big. It's cup. a cup. Yeah, I, yeah, mate. But, that... but you don't know how much is filling it inside. <laughs> yeah. want, all, <laughs> listen, it's a big cup. I'm I'm, I I could wear a massive cup. You don't know. Is it. that true, mate? Is that you?
0: can wear whatever cup size you want. If you That's want. That's it. I'm I guess. changing mine up there, mate. Now I need to need to change mine. I just picked. It up. will do to...
1: extra small. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> But when he got in there, I was so impressed with him in that first round. They're talking about this as maybe fight of the year, talking about this. For me, it is the fight of uh, the year so far. 100% agree, yeah, yeah. 100% agree. And you can also talk of it as one of the greatest fights of all time when you're talking about Henderson versus uh, Shogun
1: Hua, uh, fights like that. Because uh, it's back and forth, and they're, they're the fights. You re- it really shows character. A back and forth fight, it's not one-sided, it, it makes it so enjoyable. You like, Especially going into the last round, it's 2-2, two, two, you like... Who's got this? You know, who's going to come out? You know, 20 minutes of fighting have already gone. Now it's all down to five minutes. It's like a new round. It's yeah. okay, so. Yeah.
0: So all on the line. This, is, this yeah. is start. But one of the questions I'm going to ask you about Gaslam, because he hurt Adesanya in the fourth round, like really hurt him, had him on wobbly legs, that head kick that caught, I think it was the fourth round, yeah, head kick that caught the, uh, the side of his uh, neck and the back of his ear, put him on wobbly legs. He chased him. And while he was chasing him, um, he then decided to go for a takedown. And, our reaction when we were watching it, I, I, my one was just keep hitting him, but you were like, that's clever. That's a good part of the game. Do you think he regrets going for that takedown now? Because that's the, that's the most trouble we've ever seen Adesanya in an in MMA fight.
1: Always you can look at something in hindsight, but I also, I remember when I fought Thomas Ameda. uh Maybe similar sort of things where I was a puncher. He's more of a technical striker. Yeah, uh, I believe I had a wrestling advantage and a little bit of advantage on the floor. As in Gasland as well, and so it was built into me. I remember me hurting uh, uh Thomas Samaela, oh, really? and then, then me shooting for a takedown, and then going for a takedown. Then I actually thought to myself, "What am I doing? He's hurt." <laughs> and then I broke away and I need him and dropped him again. But it's like sometimes you just built in, yeah, uh, and. I didn't see him wrestling as much as he could have done or yeah. should have done maybe because that that's the problem with such a big octagon it's hard to close that space and Israel is fantastic with his space as well. So that's what makes me even more impressed with Gaslam is like he done 25 minutes with a high one of the uh, highest level strikers within within the UFC and he looked great was He was pretty hit, much hit. a kickboxing fight yeah. well. there was only a limited amount of with grappling with a high level kick, I think Israel's kickboxing record was like 67 and 4 in that thing with some like 30 odd knockouts wow yeah. that's
0: ridiculous that is absolutely crazy uh, so Adesanya uh, came out in the fifth round dominant like, co- caused a lot of damage yeah. very very could close have fin- could, could have, have finished it
1: would have been a shame to, yeah Margot was really good that I give him credit for like, he could have stopped it but I think but just because how the the fight's gone, you, yeah. you let the guy finish the fight,
0: if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with that that totally. Uh, but Adesanya took the belt, emotional speech afterwards, had a really emotional moment with his coach. Now, his coach is somebody that he's been with uh, since he started, so they he yeah. walked into a gym. Apparently this is off, off the back of the Embedded and the Countdowns. I think 12 years old, he, he goes in there and his, his main aim is to become a UFC champion. They talk about all the route they're going to do. They plan every single step, which includes a lengthy kickboxing career, then moving into uh, into MMA and then looking to work their way up to the UFC and into the title and all these steps they've achieved and what was a really nice moment to see between them was when he laid the belt down in front of his coach yeah. that's somebody who stuck with his team I'm sure he's had the opportunity to train all over the world with, yeah, uh, with course, the spotlight yeah. on him that felt good for me to see him and his coach have that moment and even in the build up just, just getting enough light shined on that uh, I think it's city kickboxing in New Zealand that, that the gym is um, to see somebody from a small gym like that go to where they've got That's He's going to be a role model inspiration for a huge generation of fighters coming out of New Zealand now.
1: What well, also kind of like really kind of surprised me, yeah, for, he's from New Zealand and that's not, a, like you say, a big MMA community there. It's yeah. quite a small country. But now you've got a world championship fight between two people from New Zealand. Yeah, it's well, crazy. So you,
0: this is the other thing. Dana White afterwards said that the fight would be Adesanya and uh, Whittaker. Um, but he said it would be in Australia, which instantly Adesanya sort of went, look, I'm from New Zealand. Uh, Auckland would be a great place for it. Robert Whittaker might represent Australia now, but he is from New Zealand. Yeah bring it to New Zealand. This would be the biggest... And they've never combat. had one in New Zealand, They've they? They've had a UFC in New Zealand before, okay. but they've never had
1: a title fight, I don't believe, in New well, Zealand Well, I don't think they've had a title fight. That, oh, you did. They had... Uh, and they had uh, Bisping down and, there. Uh, and, and also Wanda uh, Rousey fought. Yeah, that. good yeah. shot, mate. Well done. And uh, also, Joanna uh, fought on that same card. there was, remember it was two female That's fights? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So they, they've had a few 10 points to, to Brad Fiona's for But that, they should do that in New Zealand, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I, I think so. Yeah, I, I, 100%. They're both native from, from New Zealand. I, I think so. That could be good timing for me, correct? Is, is that right? It'd be like, or they
0: could do it in uh a... So it would be, uh, so it, this is the other thing. So when they go to Australia and New Zealand, usually they stay on UFC time America. So that means fighters fighting at nine and 10 in the morning. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. That's perfect for you,
1: mate.
0: That's yeah, um, yeah. I, I can't I think anything worse. Waking I, up, I, having I, your
1: Cheerios, and going, "I'm going to get smacked in the face in 25 minutes." Best experience of my life was fighting at 10 o'clock in the morning on the beach. Be- I mean, I thought I, I on a show called uh, <laughs> so, uh, "Was this just
0: a package holiday that got out of control <laughs> or something, mate?" Now, you I went, thought, Thompsons thought, <laughs> "Right, I'm going to spark this."
1: <laughs> yeah, I wasn't happy with my uh, my, my uh, treatment on the beach, um, but um, I. Um, I fought on a show called Bodog in Costa Rica back in the day. Uh, and we fought early in the morning because we couldn't fight uh, later than, like, 12 o'clock because of uh, the heat, you know, because we actually fought on the beach. Of course. Or, you know, oh, with, like, no, with no cover? Yeah, I had a little bit, of, little bit of shade, but not much, a little bit of cover. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, so you couldn't fight. Wow. It, it was, like, really hot. So I fought in the morning, and that was the best thing for me because I literally woke up, had some breakfast, and fought. And, like, I didn't have the whole day to think about oh god I'm finally I'm finally yeah know? yeah I suppose that and, way and for a lot of out the there who, worst, who yeah. may be listening here or people don't know yeah. just a little indication sometimes that day like it's such a long day when especially when you're like in a main card or the main event, it's a long, long day for your mind yeah. to be playing. Manage with you. those adre- yeah, yeah, adrenaline, yeah, yeah.
0: the whole lot. You don't sleep as well, really. Do you? no, I mean, there's, not there's really. People yeah. that say, that, How do they do that? When you see those images of like a,
1: a fighter who's about to go out and he's fast asleep on a couch just before. <laughs> How do you do that? That's, <laughs> They're relaxed. They're, yeah, that's... I know a few fighters that are like super relaxed before fight. I'm like, what's going on? But uh, yeah, so for me, it was actually the be- best thing for me when I was just woke up in the morning, thought... Then I could sit down, relax, enjoy the rest of the day, went down to the buffet. Nicolada. there we re- go, yeah. karaoke. The thing is, I was there for two weeks before the fight, it was like a TV show, uh, and it was all-inclusive. But I couldn't eat, could I? <laughs> I couldn't eat, because I was quite weight. So it was like, I, I was well annoyed. So I was so, so I was up. Uh, all in I, after this. We're I, I stayed there for next year. Also, there's three days of fighting. There's done 10 fights a day for three days. I was on the first day. Wow. So it's brilliant that I could sit down the next two days, watch everyone else fight, eat as much as I want. I was getting hot dogs for, oh, for, for breakfast and everything. I thought, <laughs> you know, hot dogs
0: and ice cream for breakfast. Bring back Dog. why not? There you go. So uh, let's, let's talk about a little bit of the reaction from that co main event. So, Usman, who is the 84 uh, kilogram champion, yeah. the middleweight champion, and Adesanya are both from Nigeria. So Nigeria now holds two world titles, and they, they Usman posted a, a, a nice post up, "Welcome to the throne, my brother." Basically, just giving a shout out, looking for uh, an event in Nigeria, which with two
1: big African. Yeah, uh, champions now. As you, I know, I know they have EFC in Africa. They have different. Ones. They've got a yeah. couple of others. But I, I don't, have they I... ever had a UFC in Africa? Don't I don't have think one. so,
0: mate. No, I think this is what they've, they've they're got campaigning a lot. Yeah, for. Yeah, they should do. And should then do. on the flip
1: side of this, there's
0: a little beef that's kicked up uh, oh, well, over I this, a bit this of beef. That <laughs> no, was as good. My beef from Not last night, my roast, smashing, but... mate. Wow. But John Jones uh, ah, yeah. and Adesanya have had a little bit of back and forth. Uh, so John Jones, this was, I didn't see the tweet that he responded to, but John Jones said this: If you think you killed a 44 year old Anderson you didn't uh I'm really not sure what fight you've been watching you got past the legendary goats now come f with me a king of the jungle I'll make you call me daddy by the third so that's what he sent out this is before the fight had even happened and then after the fight uh he also this is as far as the he reaction, he said he wasn't impressed or something like that. He said, there's, he said there's only one John Jones. So there's more back and forth. There's people asking for comment. He said uh, one guy had said Israel Adesanya is destined for greats, but needs to keep his head down and not run his mouth. And John Jones comments, Well said, my man. That was a toe to toe kickboxing match with a short, stubby wrestler. There's only one John Jones, ladies and gentlemen. So there's a lot of comparison being given to mm. Adesanya, his style. His meteoric rise between him and John Jones, and do you think that's getting under John Jones's skin a
1: little bit? That this, or is he away, just playing it, the game? because you can know, never tell with John Jones they're on not social going to have media. Fighting are they? They can't. Well, different weight classes. Yeah, you know. It, like, John Jones
0: yeah. is, is huge. You can see why the comparisons are there, but I don't know what's got under John Jones's skin so much
1: that he's he's having a little peck at. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I I, I, I think there's a lot of comparisons because um, you have. Israel is very—I would not say he's outspoken, but he's very articulate with the way words he chooses, yeah. and he's very cool. He's very, very—I don't know—and uh, maybe, maybe like John Jones is a little bit, bit upset about it. I yeah. don't know. We never know because also Israel can be can be quite outspoken at certain times. and Maybe he's, he said something that we haven't heard or I don't know about to to, to actually roll up. Uh, John Jones, because yeah. it's weird for John Jones to, but to go so out of his way. Yeah, like, there's his a thread could, of about seven also messages. out of his weight class, which yeah. is not like that. Yeah, you know? like he, he's very good. He good. He's good at chatting to people in his own weight class, but you know they go outside of his weight class. I do, do find that a little bit strange. Uh, so, so that is Adesanya versus Gastel, and That was
0: amazing, and yeah, it's great, a tough great, act great. to follow. And on any other. Fight card. In fact, what I will say is they all got fight of the night. the The top four fighters, so yeah. the the co-main and the main. Did,
1: did, did they all get bonuses? They all got bonuses. Yeah. Uh, I said that. that
0: yeah, that should happen. And yeah. uh, and Dana White uh, made a point of saying that they they've earned every single penny there. They've <laughs> they've <laughs> left Death some was. of themselves in that that cave. Definitely. So, <laughs> so um, <laughs> pieces
1: of uh, Holloway in there.
0: The the, fo- the following uh, fight for that was the Poirier versus Holloway fight, which on any other fight card would have stolen the show on its own because yeah. of what an epic fight it was between two fighters in their prime, yep. both on a streak. Uh, Holloway coming up as champion to take on uh, Poirier to become the interim champion. So there's a bit of history going on yeah. there. They'd fought before and it was an amazing fight and a couple of people actually scored it, including Habib Namagamedov, scored it as a draw. But I think when we watched it, I, I felt Dustin was to straight a, to two.
1: To get a draw, you have to either score around even or someone won around 10 8. And I don't see a, someone winning around 10 Well, Well, I'll go to the, the
0: Habib tweet in a little while. But I thought that what happened in the first round really set out the stall for the, the next five rounds. Dustin looks so strong, so powerful. His pressure coming forward, he hit Holloway with shots that finish other people. So credit. It to Holloway but I just felt from the start Dustin was more powerful more dangerous and when he closed the distance and he was on the front foot that, that, that he had his, his neck in front of that fight
1: the thing actually was surprised me when in this fight if I like, say what that they both kept their shorts on before they they that, as well, that, that <laughs> as well but it was like it's someone said to me the fight goes to the decision yeah. I'd be like oh, okay Holloway won because he's such a volume fighter you know so he's like he's how, he's how, and he grows in a fight as well yeah, but he's, he's tough as now so he yeah. takes Shot, but is is the volume? It's a bit like a Diaz, you know. He, he throws so much volume, where obviously Dustin's the power puncher. So it's like Dustin had, had like, as weapons wise, there's like the, the powerful shots, like the cannon, and then you have like the Uzi of uh, of um yeah, yeah. Holloway. So he was, I don't even know what the. Punch count, so I think it roughly, I think uh,
0: about 460 strikes from Holloway, and I think about 380 from uh, from Dustin
1: Poirier Yeah, so. so but then you, but then you have sort of to in, I used to be like this with my fight. I think most of my fights, the ones I won as well, I got outstruck, I got hit more, but. I landed better shots. See, so, yeah. so it's not always, a, look, I think a lot of people look at the punch count and go, oh, that guy hit him three times, but uh, this guy got yeah. hit once. Look it, at their faces at yeah. the end of the fight, mate. Exactly. Look that. at their faces at, at the end exactly. of the fight. Exactly. So yeah. it's like, it's like power punches score more than a jab. Because if I will crack you with an overhand right and you, you survive, which is, I doubt it. But, um, <laughs> uh, what <I>, year we're <laughs> talking in your career, <laughs> mate, because right now... Ellie, <laughs> you see that a few weeks ago, mate, it's still got an overhand right on me. Um, but, uh, and then you hit me you hit me with a jab, <laughs> for me that doesn't score even. You double jab me to the face and I overhand right you with a power overhand right and maybe it stumbled you and rocked you, course. It's not it's not like uh, what I call um like in boxing. Yeah, you have, you have your, your amateur point score in boxing. Yeah. So it's, so if I cracked you with right and you fall down, that's one point. If you jab me, that's one point. So that's even. Yeah. So he's, I get that in amateur boxing, but in in MMA, power shot step is well, And that's what I mean. That's what Dustin throws. He throws so hard, and he looked big. He he's been fighting at fifty five for a little bit longer than Holloway. That was Holloway's first time going up. So, you, but you can see that. um Dustin's grown into that that weight class, yeah. you know. He, I don't see looks, him making forty five anytime soon. Well, he he, he, he
0: looks, looks so much thicker than, yeah. uh, than Holloway. And I was going to ask you this about Holloway as well. So Holloway's made the move up to one fifty five. He was going to do it against a B, but uh, he couldn't he could, couldn't get medically cleared to, to cut that amount of weight before that fight. Made it for this one. So this is his debut at one fifty five. And I was one of these people along with Dana White and other who. who love him at 145 but you see the frame of him the age he's been through at 145 so from 21 up to where it where he is now so that's big growth spurs yeah. going on there so we sort of fought them to stay yeah. in that weight class but when he they were in the cage i thought he looked a little bit soft i mean i know he wasn't like, like he's not got a terrible body or anything like that but at 155 you see dustin he's filled out from the day before
1: thick and strong but, whereas but, as, as Holloway, i think maybe maybe they couldn't quite make uh, well weight, went up to middleweight. The first few times, he looked soft and pudgy because what he does is, oh, I, I can eat as much as I want. Yeah, the weight uh, cuts uh, off, yeah. I, I, I don't have to cut as much weight. Um So they, they just don't get so disciplined on a diet, where rather than going away like someone like Dustin has with uh, Phil Drew, the American Top Team, uh self uh, edition coach, and put on muscle. Yeah. I still yeah. cut the same sort of yeah. water weight, but... I'm putting on muscle, which I'm putting on good weight, rather than just eating what I want and getting a bit chubby. Yeah, Dana said
0: this after the uh, after in the press conference. He said he wants to see Max Holloway back at 145. Uh, is is that where you'd now like to see him, or do you think now it take a bit of time to grow into 155? I mean, he's got a belt around it's his hard. waist at 145. It's, it's so. so, you're
1: a champion at weight class, yeah. you know. So like, oh, and also, I went up a weight class. Oh, I lost. Uh, you know. I'm going to go back. I, I naturally, I think he will go back you yeah. know, to 145 just because and then uh, he's still young. He's still a young guy now and then I, I see him eventually still go moving back up to 155 but I think he will go down to 145 defending his belt. Uh, if he loses that then at, at 145 then you may see him uh, go back to 155 to try and get a, a belt on that way, class. Uh,
0: now, in both these fights, we saw, in particular in the main event, we saw a huge amount of respect between the two. And and the way Holloway took that, uh, and he made a statement on his Instagram. But the way he took that defeat, said it's all uh, MMA shoots and ladders, so you basically roll with the punches. And uh, and congratulated Dustin Poirier. Yeah, that that was. I mean, they—they—the amount of respect for the both of them coming in was was un, yeah was was massive. There, but afterwards, after that war, and especially how it ended them with the belt on the line, that's—it's been great to see both of them give each other props for that fight. Right?
1: There's a few moments within that fight that kind of re- reminded me of uh, Robbie Lawler versus. Um, there, there was McDonald's. they
0: stood there facing yeah. each other, but it was much you know, like in the Robbie Lawler McDonald one when they face off and there was before the fourth before the fifth round yeah. and Robbie Lawler literally like a bull sprays blood from his nose and they stare they at. Each and other. his lip was split, lip was yeah, split yeah, yeah, as yeah. well um but there was in this one where they faced each other and i thought oh, we're gonna have this moment i think it was end of the second or end of the third maybe uh and then they kind of just shook hands and went back it was just <laughs> it was just like it's a much different vibe but it was still one of those moments where they both knew what they were
1: in they yeah both they're, both, they're, both, they're both like what i call they both can dig deep you know and they both can fight that they're, they're what i call fighters fighters where a fighter will get up and watch that fight you know not just the fans all fights, but like I love watching these two guys fight. Yeah,
0: and uh, speaking of, of watching these guys fight, there was when it when Dustin won the belt and went, went around his waist. Yeah. um You had a little moment, mate, when he was doing his speech. Yeah, I now, did... mean, this is a teammate of yours. This is from American Top Team, obviously. Mike Brown's there, somebody that you've probably watched come up through the gym. But when he was doing his speech and that, there was there was some misty eyes on the
1: couch there, next to there me. There was mate. I, I got kind of got quite emotional because I, I know how much it meant to him. Uh, he did not have, like I say, an easy path. I think he was actually the second longest run in the UFC to get uh, a title shot. So I think he had 22 fights in the UFC before getting a title shot. That's correct. That's yeah. the second. And the first, I don't know. I assume maybe just thinking uh, maybe someone like Robbie Lawler might have been the first because he had been in the UFC a long time before. He got. Uh, I don't know who the first is, but I'm going to say someone like Robbie Lawler. Am I right?
0: I'm I'm not sure on that, mate. I was just checking the 22 fights. You're quite right. Because Mike Brown, and I'll just read this. This was a great post from Mike Brown posted on, uh, on Instagram. He's somebody that we spoke to last week. And you could just tell the belief he's got in in Dustin Poirier. Uh, so he said uh, on his Instagram, when this guy walked through the doors at ATT in 2012, we knew we had something special on our hands. Dustin Poirier didn't take any shortcuts. He actually had the second longest road to the title in UFC history, 22 fights. He worked his ass off and made uh, countless sacrifices to get his chance, the chance to fight for the pinnacle of combat sports, a UFC championship. On such a special night, we couldn't have asked for a better opponent as well. Max Holloway is a legend. I've always been a huge fan, but last night I was blown away by his heart. Ability and ability to take a shot took everything Dustin threw at him and fired back bell to bell. Blessed is an animal and a class act, fight of the year candidate, and that's that's from somebody who was in one of the best seats in the house and is yeah. uh, to see that amount of emotion and respect. That's that's,
1: it. that's yeah, superb. So, isn't it? Yeah, the reason I got a bit emotional because. Yeah, I say he he knew how much he meant to me. He puts a lot of work in working. And when I actually got more emotional, is when uh, jo Lee stepped into the the octagon and, and like them two are like childhood sweethearts, you know, like yeah. and she stuck for him thick and thin and all that sort of stuff. And a lot of people don't realise some like it's so cliché to say, but behind a lot of strong men, there's a strong woman, and that it couldn't be more more the truth of this. And I got a little bit emotional because kind of reminded me I wish I got to that sort of stage of my career. And I wish I did have to do that for for Sarah because yeah, yeah. Sarah was like amazing for me throughout my career. And I wished I had that opportunity to give to her, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. But, yeah. yeah, I know they've got they've got a little kid as well. They're, 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 it's called Parker. She's such a cute little kid, cute, you know, cute really cute, cute, cute baby. And the, yeah, I am so, just so happy for for them. He comes from Louisiana, a little small, and it, I mean, he's got small town romance with his his wife from, from the same, yeah. They're 100% Sign me up for the movie mate. Yeah, I'm they, willing up here they, now Look at this they, they could go back Who would to, play us They'll they, the... happily go back To no glitz and glam I, I, I Live in a little, little House on the hill With a little farm With their family uh, yeah, yeah, it, it was really. Yeah, I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna yeah, man, <laughs> look at this kind of Titanic moment coming down here.
0: Yeah. But, uh, but we, his phrase, and he's got a T-shirt out there says this paid in full, and that's that says it all, doesn't yeah. it? He mean, like, he's saying every punch he's thrown, every yeah. punch he's taken, line so much. Yeah, you know? so, and and that journey that is highlighted by Mike Brown's uh, post that, that you wouldn't know off the top. He had 22 fights to but work his way And also, you towards. see the
1: fights. He was it, the fights. Not, not just getting there. The fights he's been involved with, when he when he fought Gaethje. Mm. Like, Alvarez still cracking fights, and yeah. like he took damage, it wasn't like you know, say like they're whacking each other, you know, so yeah. like I say, when he says painful you couldn't have a better saying he, he has you know he put every, he's put everything into this and everything on the line to get to where he is and so perhaps uh, haps off to him
0: yeah. and that, that leads him to a uh, a fight a potential fight as long as everything <laughs> yeah, works yeah, yeah. out I always say that with a Habib yeah. fight because yeah. you never know there's there's yeah. still stuff to be settled as far as when he'll return and, and all that sort of stuff but he, he put out a, a a tweet and it said I, I do not agree with the judges 49-46 I have this as a draw my respect to both fighters and Poirier's achievements so far cannot be denied my congratulations Dustin see you in September the eagle versus the diamond so that? he knows the date we don't but this September is what they're aiming for so I think okay. retu- I think they're returning to Russia in September mate mm, do want to break any news or anything yeah, I think like you that. just broke some no listen yeah. the, what would I know mate what would I know um, but that would be um, be, unreal yeah. unreal unreal to see that interesting his view on the score there and that that I, th- I think if you watch there's a a program with dan hardy called open mountain bt sport um you can check that out on their bt sport youtube page it's excellent he breaks down goes back through the fights and to have him breaking down the uh the fights the co the main and the co-main in the way he does i watched it last night it was uh it was really good so if you want to go and check out their thoughts they've got some interesting thoughts on the scoring for the uh the, the, that fight as well so um uh, check that out on youtube.com forward slash BT sports. So uh, uh, now let me just uh, mention this as well with, with Dustin. He, uh, you talked about his daughter and stuff. He had a moment. So he, on his Instagram where he's back at home and there's a lovely thing. He sat there with his daughter and his daughter's asking what all the marks are on the face. And I'm, I'm sure you've had that. <laughs> no, like, what's, what's happened do do? What's yeah, this? Yeah. yeah. And then he cuts to a picture with his dining table. The belt is just, just laid out on the dining table. Looking amazing. What, what a moment that must be to him to sit in his house, the house of his dreams, and then to have the belt over there, his daughter there.
1: Amazing. It, I mean, like, yeah, I was saying, like, he's a very proud family man, hardworking, you know, like, uh, like I would say a working class background kind of fighter, you know, uh, so yeah, couldn't be more happy for him, you know, and his family, uh, and his daughter, yeah, but. I would have could have had that. You know, I've had that more from sparring with my son, buddy. But like I was, goes, "Daddy, you got an ouchie." You know, i like, "Yeah, yeah, I got an ouchie." But my last Nathaniel's fight, Daniel's
0: getting uh, ready yeah, for yeah, the fight. Yeah. That's yeah. what I've got an ouchie, mate.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly Speak to that. Him. Yeah, Speak yeah. To him. So, uh but then my last fight, obviously, I, for the first time in my life, I've never got hit in a fight, so I didn't have no, none of that. So uh, <laughs> I was fine then. But yeah, it, it, it is fine. As in, obviously, my son now, you know, he understands fighting. He, you know, he he gets it and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, eh uh, it's fun to watch you know? uh, as well
0: this uh Let's, as you're talking about reminiscing and looking back at uh, fights of old and all that, let's let's talk about one that happened seven years ago to the day yesterday. And I wanted to get your uh, your take on this, your first victory in the UFC against Damasio, the Angel of Death. Page, what a scary person to be! <laughs> like, when when they send the contracts over, did they include the nickname? Because like, if if anyone just said the Angel
1: of Death, I'm like, no, mate, I'm I'm good, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, but, no, yeah, I remember I, yeah, that fight because there's a lot of pressure got on me. Um, obviously, when I got into the came into the UFC, um, which a lot of people don't get it get the, I will still fighting the same people I was fighting, you know? Yeah, yeah,
0: so the WEC was Zufa. The, was Zufa, owned, by, owned by the UFC, yeah. owned by Zufa, yeah. and they just
1: merged the WEC and the UFC. So the same fighters from WEC just moved over, like Pedis, yeah, Aldo, myself, so they added himself, the, lower, the lower weight classes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, added the lower weight classes because yeah. there was no... Uh, no, was, there was no, no uh, Bantam no, no weight off. Oh, featherweight yeah yeah of course they just brought over they did have 55 in WC so they brought over people like Pettis yep. Cowboy Sharoni and stuff like that um, yeah so a lot of good guys came over uh, and uh, my first fight in the UFC against Hannah uh, and fight of the in, night in Birmingham I I remember just had that fight it was like yeah you know, I mean I I was co-main event in my in my uh, UFC debut, yeah, and I was like, mate, I, I remember being hand and Brown, I think it was like 31 and 1, and yeah. I was just looking at this kid and going, Mate, I'm gonna smash you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> like I had, I had literally in my head, it was like, You're just a jiu jitsu guy, you know, like, yeah, yeah. you no, know, I didn't realize he had such a good, he had quite good boxing Did you never watch one of his 30 <laughs> other fights? Yeah, but, but he not... took everyone down and submitted them, yeah, you know what I mean, like, he did, he was more of a submission guy, and also when i back in those days, he was very green. You know, on the stand-up area where he looked very tainted and nervous. So if in my head, I'm like, oh, you're coming to, to, to England in front of my hometown. Mate, you're going you're gonna to be nervous. So I thought, I'll for play off that. So if you watch this fight back, I went guns blazing, mate. throwing bombs. Yeah. He's, he he stood there obliged. He was throwing back. And it was actually a really exciting a fight. fight mate. Uh, and then I got caught with that a knee. And this was quite a strange me. I got caught in the knee. And I remember... It hit me, then he hit me with a few punches. I fell down onto the canvas. I remember looking up, up, and all I could see was, like, say someone got, like, a torchlight and flashed it in my eyes. Yeah. I couldn't see anything but from a bright light. Okay. Uh, and then I could feel impact. I could feel like, I'm getting hit here. I just say, I'm
0: glad you didn't uh, go towards the light, mate. It's, yeah. good, it's good you're still here. That's all I want to say.
1: I felt myself getting it wasn't hit. wasn't
0: like a godly hand come down, no, was no. there? No, 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 that.
1: But I wish there was. Uh, but... um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I remember, oh, I need to get out of here. So I rolled over, and then he took my back real slick. It was and, slick. Yeah. And he sink, sink, sinked in the choke. But uh, then, so that was my UFC debut. So going into my second fight, yeah, again, for me, I wanted to be relevant. I wanted to. I needed to win yeah. uh, and Damasi and Page was, was uh, a tough opponent you know he, he was good he, a I lot of finishes
0: a lot of first round yeah, finishes as well he so.
1: starts strong yeah. as he did in my fight as well yeah. he stood strong in the first round but I knew he was fading out. and for me you're not going in my eyes he's not gonna put me out in the first round no way uh and then i just like, i I was coming strong to even towards the end of that first round and i'm like oh mate you're dead you know and, then I, met, and I just remember just like walk, charging forward walking free shots uh, and, and he's one of those ones where i submitted him but it was more of him giving me a way I, out
0: i was gonna i was gonna ask that so i want to ask you back so you got greased up by stitch duran yeah, before you went in, that's pretty cool this yeah. is a, a legend of combat sports and then you had Chuck Liddell Refereenia, do you remember that?
1: No, <laughs> do
0: you remember? This shows the era twenty twelve. You had uh, a referee with the worst mohawk I've ever seen in my life, mate. And he obviously was going down the Chuck Liddell Iceman route. But I honestly cannot oh, remember. Oh mate, really? i got a shut... Like it was one of the first things that made me laugh out loud. Like they they cut, and I was like, I wonder who's refereeing this? And then this this Chuck Liddell wannabe. Comes <laughs> it <and> it, <laughs> okay. That was the era of the, the really bad mohawks. Um, but in the uh, uh, in, in the fight, so there was a couple of bits. You got caught with up kicks in the in the first. Exchange, you took them like a champ. Oh, of
1: course, like, yeah. like, like, like biscuits, you know, like like just punches Ch- and kicks like up, candy. Chump yeah. them up. But... I, love, I love knuckle biscuits. Not good for my teeth, bar like knuckle biscuits. <laughs> but then also the arm bar he almost
0: caught you, and where you just stood there with him hanging off, off off you, and then you just slammed him into the ground at the start. Do you remember that? No, I don't. No, was that he went armbar me? He what? He was wasn't gonna beat me. Uh, he wasn't. He wasn't gonna beat. You. And he didn't. He didn't beat you. You got the rear naked choke. You did a backflip celebration. Do you remember That's that? In my younger days.
1: Yeah. yeah. What 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 year did you? You stopped doing the backflip. When did you suddenly think I, I need uh, a hand with this? Yeah, pretty soon after that. Yeah, that might have been my last Cause, one. Cause, yeah, because
0: you did the flip. You did the thing off the cage where you step on the cage, but then you used your hands to do to, to finish the flip. So it was like it's just like a grade. Yeah, yeah. Play. It was just like d- more safety. It was, <laughs> a safety. it was like a safe,
1: safety net.
0: And then this was the bit, mate. This is the bit where I, uh, I I fell in love with you a little bit more again, mate. I watched the interview, you and Kenny Florian, and your little voice hadn't broken, mate. It was it was all up here. It was all right. <laughs> it was so I'm dead happy. Um, yeah, it's great to get a victory in the UFC. Oh, give us a cuddle, Kenny. Oh. <laughs> it was it was just like that, mate. It was just that like your little soft skin face and your oh, little okay. voice. And I yeah, was like, like who's like, that guy, mate? Right. Who's that so, so if you want to treat yourself, you can watch that on UFC Fight Pass. You go back and watch. <laughs> but mate, what a moment that is to have in your life to look back and go seven years ago, first victory in the UFC, and you just got to think about your career. And, and it's, it's a stunning thing to have, isn't it? Like that's you're the one percent of the one percent that will ever fight in that
1: organisation and get your hand raised. That's special. When you think about it that way, yeah. I mean, like I do. Uh... Reminisce on, on my career quite a bit, you know. It's nice. It was a brilliant time of my life. Yeah. Uh, like you so say, you always say this. I just wanted to hear your voice, mate. I'm gonna and, play it uh, you afterwards. It's no, so cute, mate. It's like like oh, mate. It's, but anyone knows me, I'm a very emotional guy. So yeah. after a fight, my, my emotions are on a mat always on a big high. So. Yeah. Yeah, so that no, was good. It was good, but yeah, that that was
0: wonderful. I watched that back uh, last night. It made me smile, mate. So, that, <laughs> so there you go. One thing that could have extended your career, mate, is if you had injected EPO. Do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. No. Well, really, i yeah, yeah. you say that like, we'll sure jump to quick. this bit next. The the TJ Dillashaw um news that uh obviously he's been banned for 2 years now that's what's come out is what the the uh, actual substance was that he's been banned for which was EPO. EPO. Uh he's made a statement uh, on it. Uh his also his uh, strength and conditioning coach has made a statement. You have made statements.
1: Well for, let's let's explain what EPO is first. Do, do you know what it is? It's uh, what Lance Armstrong used is to increase your red blood cell it's count. A, exactly that. So it's actually a, a so legal... Car, it's like a cardio thing. It's, it's, it's a legal it... medication. So they use it... Legal? If you, uh, yeah, to,
0: as in for, for medicine. So if okay. you are anemic, they will uh, give you EPO. And if you are um, going, undergoing treatment like chemotherapy or something like that, what they'll do to boost your red blood cells is they will uh, give you a course of EPO. So okay. EPO is basically it affects the kidneys and the kidneys production of red blood cells. So uh, to help you be Healthier, but as a performance-enhancing drug, what a lot of people use it for is endurance.
1: So, uh, which you need definitely in my sport, especially if you're fighting five-round
0: fights against all the the pace and the pressure. So, EPO is what he's been busted for. It is, it's not going to be an tainted supplement. It's not going to be like it's injectable. So, so
1: he's got no. You can't say I accidentally. Yeah, no, he's, banged, no he's banged to
0: rights. And one yeah. thing he did is he came out on his Instagram and he put out a, about a minute video where he explains it, uh, apologises for it, and then asks for forgiveness for it. What was your, have you seen this? Have you I, seen I the... watched
1: it, and to be honest, I kind of switched off. He just, yeah. he just, he just whinging, if you know what I mean. And one of the most important people he didn't apologise to was the organisation. You know, all the people he fought before. Ah. You know, like, he didn't, didn't apologise to... That's,
0: that's the point. I don't know whether he apologised to the UFC. I can't, can't remember. No, he, if he didn't apologise.
1: He... I, I mean, I listened to it. He didn't apologise to the UFC. Wow. He didn't, didn't apologise to... Uh, uh, he apologised to the fans and all that stuff. But apologise to your opponents. The ones that you try to punch the head through the mat. You know, like, okay, it's not like he's making you stronger, but he's making you fitter. Well, so, let's, he, let's... so you could, you could you could punch more volume... For longer, for longer So you can cause more yeah. damage So that,
0: that is the other thing So people say it's just endurance Well that, that'll only help your lungs But it doesn't Exactly what no, you said No not at all it's this, like, is, this is a contact sport This is about How much damage can I inflict on you With avoiding the damage You try and inflict a on good, me A
1: good little analogy I'll give you this You have a fight And don't train Yeah Even though you've got All the skills in the world Sounds you know, just like me yeah, this yeah. Sounds perfect <laughs> Yeah okay keep going but You don't train Yeah So you're not in great shape Then fight I see what damage you can inflict on someone is if you train, done a full camp, and you're in good shape. And now see what damage you could do. Yeah. You're going to be, it's in to light and day. Oh, so totally. if you you don't get tired within a fight, you're in great shape. You know, you don't, you, you're going to be hit, hitting harder, hitting Recovery, faster. Taking shots yeah. better,
0: yeah. Be, being out of danger
1: more, if you can move more, if your endurance is there, it, to it's avoid shots. Definitely, I, I can probably, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to say, EPO is probably a better for our sport. I'm gonna say it's a better enhancement than oh hey, testosterone growth or yeah, testosterone, yeah, testosterone where you put your and muscle yeah.
0: and uh, and that sort
1: of thing. if, so you, like, if, if you have better shape and, and you don't get tired in our sport, that is scary, and that's why people like people like Demetrius Johnson, uh, and even someone like Max Holloway, people yeah. who naturally have this natural high red blood count where they just don't get tired and and great. Darren Elkins, someone like that who can take a beating for two hours and then come... Going back onto that, that's why some people move, go to the mountains and go to like Colorado or something because you... Big bear. When high up in the mountains you are, your uh, red blood cell count gets higher. That's why a lot of people go to high altitude training and that's why there's a big thing where if you're fighting somewhere in high altitude, they suggest you go train there uh, because... It's going to be a lot harder on your body if you haven't done that. I think I thought once in a. Uh, high altitude, and it didn't affect me, I don't think. No, you know, I didn't feel it if that makes so sense. That's what when they went to Mexico City, a lot of people struggle
0: with that Verdun yeah. versus Kane Velazquez. I think it was actually Kane that struggled with the uh, uh, was it was that right? Cain struggled with the astro, he didn't go down there long enough yeah, for long yeah. enough. Um, you mentioned about previous opponents. Now, the the test he failed was for his uh Henry Cejudo fight. So yeah. that's the uh, did you okay, the one he got caught for, you mean the one he got caught for? Yeah. yeah then they that's, went that's saying this is it then they went back and they tested his Cody Garbrandt fight the second fight and he popped for EPO again so ah see, i didn't know that okay but this is this is this i got a couple of questions for you but whoa 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 I mean, how could i go back and test that and why didn't they test that in the first time right this is these are the things so people are now asking the questions so why don't they test for EPO? Now, this is one thing I didn't realise. And when you talk about USADA... I think, I
1: think it's a lot more expensive to that's test. That's
0: right. So people are saying it's harder to test for. That's not the case. I don't think it is. I think it's, it's USADA have a huge track record of finding people, Olvada, uh, uh, Lance Armstrong, for, for one, yeah. that, that they they know how to test for EPO. But when you're doing it on the scale of the UFC, when you're talking about the amount of uh, tests Fires, they go out and yeah. deliver, the amount of fighters that they have to go out and check, um, I think it's come down to an expense, which I didn't realise. When I when I hear USADA and you see somebody on Instagram with, a, I've, I've just been tested, whatever you call it, one of those little lanyards yeah. they give you and uh, uh, they hold it up so... Whoever, whoever's whoever been tested, I assumed that they were testing for everything. I thought when they're taking blood and urine that they're... But I don't know whether
1: this no, became knowledge. When, when, when I've been tested a few times... So, uh, uh. Do they tell you what they're testing for? Norm I mean I think you're not know, out of competition to kinda of just test you for recreational stuff, mate. I don't know, I don't know how it right. works. Right. No, no, I mean I I mean I I when I got tested a few times it was it was only pee testing. Yeah. And then close to the competition when I made, I think I got tested blood as well. Yeah. They didn't test for blood and urine every time, you know. We see that that I thought they did a standard test on everybody, which covered all this because EPO is
0: prevalent in a lot of sports, a lot of sports which need endurance. So uh, marathon running, athletics, uh, long distance cycling, all that stuff we we need endurance. So I thought they tested for everything. But what it's come to light with is USADA don't test for everything when they take, they go there. They might just, like you said, take urine or they might take blood or they might take both, but that will limit what tests they can do. And then to know that they limit what they test for within that because of uh, Expenses, financial reasons, yeah. then that also gets me asking questions. And this is another bit of convenience that has happened. If you went back to all of his fights now, what, what, like the, Cody Garbrandt two years ago was talking about, and he named the drug, he said uh, he's on EPO. That's one yeah. thing that he he showed us and it kind of like outed Team Alpha Male. Yeah. That's one that he showed us how to take. Now, you saw that have gone back and tested that second uh, sample and he's popped for EPO. So I thought, right, we'll jump back and, and test the others. And ma- magically and conveniently, I think, to save a lot of fighters asking for other fighters that maybe have popped in the, since they fought yeah. to go back and test them. They now don't have any of these samples, so they don't store any of these okay. samples past a certain date which, which makes sense. It yeah. kind of makes sense, but it also doesn't make sense because you saw that is their retroactive testing has seen the likes of Lance Armstrong. Yeah. Then now be be found out. And apparently the the first clean person in the Tour de France through the years he was going was number 15 or number 19 in the race. So <sighs> they've been able to go back and, and prove that. Now I get it causes a mess. But what happens now? So that fight that he's popped for against Cody Garbrandt, that Cody Garbrandt lost the title. What happens?
1: Technically, it, that should be uh, revoked from his fight. Yeah. Of course. So that
0: would then put Cody Garbrandt
1: back at the champion, giving the belt back. I but
0: how do we do that? Because since then, it just ma- it it makes it messy. But... Yeah, it does
1: make it messy. Yeah, you're right. So so now obviously you got those two guys fighting for that belt. Well. I would say you need to give Cody the immediate um, fight against the winner. It's
0: crazy, but then he's off two losses, but he's off two losses. Yeah, sh- yeah. It's nuts, isn't it? It makes it extremely day, messy.
1: stop cheating. It makes <laughs> everyone's life more complicated, you selfish person. It I doesn't seem to come help back. TJ. I bet, honestly, out. I can't see him. You, know, you can't it, see him coming back. How old is he they... now? So he'll be 35 when he returns. So 35, coming back. Also, the mental side of being on, on, on a performance, uh, enhancing drugs and stuff like that. I look after a lot of young fighters now, you know. I think there's a lot of stuff that goes around, and I always tell everyone, every one of them, stay away. Obviously, there's no testing on the local scene, you're not gonna yeah. get tested when you're fighting locally, you know, because, like you just said, all the, the expenses, ex- the expenses yeah. and yeah. tests. But I saying, but mentally, if you get dependent on something going through. The local scene, and then you get to the UFC because of performance. You've been winning fights, and then your mindset is like, "It's because of this. Yeah. I've been taking these magic pills or magic whatever you've been doing." Yeah, and your mind's gonna be like, "Oh, but now you're gonna take those away from me." And now after fighting the UFC against the best guys in the world, with with doubt kicks without in mate. this, and then you're like, "Oh, maybe I'm not the same." So yeah, so I always say for me, stay. You can't take them at the highest level. But, well, you can, but you just get caught. But like. Don't get dependent on that uh, on the local level. You know get uh, and yeah, just don't do it, it's so simple, just don't do that, just just leave it <laughs> out there. Nothing you go. good comes from it. P- uh, pick it,
0: pick it advice there. That's uh, uh so we'll, we'll see how that unfolds, but I think now TJ will uh, sort of use those two years. He probably recovers, he said he's got injuries that he wants to get over, so he'll get them sorted. I see him coming back, I can't see him not coming back. Also, in a
1: weird way, I i i find people uh, who do a lot of what well, I'd say like uh, abuse. Like that, like steroid abuse and all that sort of stuff, kind of have brittle bodies. You know, like they have a lot of injuries. You know, yeah. they get they do get a lot of injuries. You know, just because I don't know, maybe that their bodies performing at a level it should not. You should be performing if that yes. makes sense. Because, okay, yeah, wait, wait, as in when you take uh, steroids and it makes your muscles stronger and bigger, your tendons don't grow. You know, so that's where you see a lot of people get torn biceps, torn, torn pectoral muscles because. Their, their their bodies you know are not strong enough to uh, um, to cope with the, to cope, the cope, cope. Yep. yeah so like uh, yeah. yeah it's uh it's it, my Brad science by the way yeah. Brad, Brad science. That's it. we'll,
0: we'll break uh, we we'll get Jeff Nowitzki to see if he's a job going at you <laughs> <Yeah>. for you. <laughs> So we'll have a little look at some listener questions as well. We've got a few in. Once again, you can uh, you can get in touch with us. You can get involved in the, in the podcast as much as you want. Just put hashtag OnePunchPod on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook as well. And this week, let's have a little look. We've got a few on Twitter. Let's, let's go to these to start with. Uh, this one is from Owen on Munkichops81. Uh, have you ever played reverse tummy ache with Buddy? Instead of getting <laughs> all the good cards,
1: you have to get a full house. No, yeah, that's a good. I've never done that. Well, this is a game called Tummy Ache. Right, I play it with Buddy, and what it is, you have a plate, right, uh like a couple of plate, and you get loads of like bits of food, and you have to fill your plate up, plate up with like uh, a drink, a dessert, a main course, and two sides. Okay, right, and then you turn them over, and right, like, you may get uh, some roast potatoes with nothing on it. Fine, cool. Then you may turn one over and get some pasta with. Bugs in it, you know. It's called Tomek. Oh, oh. So you can't, you can't. Uh, so you have to make sure you get all your plate full to win uh, with no Tomek egg, things uh, on it. So he's trying to say reverse that and get everything with tommy on it. You know, so <laughs> that's not a bad idea. You know, I might, I might stand a chance of winning if S- that's the case. Switching to <laughs> up the game there.
0: There's, there's, a meme on
1: here. It's bro. actually a really good game for fun, as in like also a good learning curve for Buddy because. We're starting to know not, not let him win. And he needs oh, to, he mate, need, that's I, a dangerous time. I, How I, old I, is he again, three? Three. He's going to to learn fast. Oh, mate. He's, you mate. he's in a competitive household. My wife, Sarah, is so competitive <laughs> and so am I. And he's only now, and you've been following my Instagram stories the other day I had him, and he was like, I gave him a second. <laughs> I, yeah, and, we went, and I went, buddy, seconds is not bad, you know? <laughs> They win, good, mate. Yeah, yeah, but our two people is not great, actually,
0: mate. mate there you go. So, uh, 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 what else we got? We got Sam Illich, is that right? Uh, GC at Sam Illich on uh, on Twitter. Do you think one strike A is a knee to win a round? As Holloway won the rest of a round, but it seems judges gave it to Dustin, but that was the knee that cut him open. Yeah, and it's it, damaged. it's, it's damaged. Well, it's actually if you with scoring the first now with the new scoring system which is 2 years old. Uh the first thing they look at is significant strikes. So that would that would be the most significant strike within that round by far, yeah? Yeah, of course. Of so course. that so they are grading that more than so that like you were saying a jab and a knee are not the same. So No. Good. Uh same one as good as the fights were at the weekend, did the interim belts make the fights any better? Plus as good as Dustin is, do you think that uh the majority want to see Tony versus Habib rather than Dustin versus Khabib? Um, I actually
1: kind of like Dustin matchup against uh, Khabib because Dustin has really good, strong striking, you know, uh, and he actually has quite good wrestling take-down defence, you know. Uh, Tony would be a good fighter as well, but like, he needs to get healthy. He's not in the picture at the moment because mental health issues and stuff like that, you know, yeah. which, yeah again, I would like to chat about a little bit, which is, it's very important. I, I think the mental health and what you see doing with him is it, fantastic. He's yeah. in, a lot of people. I think really, the support, that fans, given him as well has been but amazing. In, in fighting, is, uh, as as a man, you know, like it's kind of like quite hard to put your hand up and go, "Hey, I have some mental." you're supposed to be a man. you're supposed to be the man, yeah, to be, the, the be the a tough champ. person. Yeah, yeah, and especially being a fighter, I'm the tough guy. And, and you, know, it, it's, you know, it's you know, he's getting a lot more awareness out there now. Uh, I've done a few things on my Instagram but it's a very important issue and, and I'm really happy that the UFC is actually you know like stepping forward, stepping stepping forward and helping out as an organisation you know it shows it shows that looking after the fighters in, in a good light yeah, but going right. back to the fight I think anyone versus Habib is in, in for a tough ride it's a hard fight but I do like that star matchup I, I yeah. like it as well we even said it as, when we were watching the, the Holloway fight we could see how Dustin but Dots I did. prefer <laughs>
0: Gaethje versus but,
1: <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah, you know I say Gagey's wrestling yeah, yeah, just right. that
0: that yeah. uh, that untangible thing we've we've not seen him uh, unleash. But I do it. like beeb versus uh, Dusting. I do. So let's move on. Robert Valerio, could you ask Brad if he could be any animal? What animal would he be? Thanks. I'm a massive Brad Pickett fan. It would mean the world if you answered my question. Do you know this guy? I do know this guy. Yeah, come on then. Yeah. So, um, what animal
1: would you be? If anyone has anyone watched uh, Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah. Okay, mine's a ligra. Aligra, okay. Yeah. Remind it's, us, it's a half lion, half tiger. Aligra, <laughs> <laughs> <A> Aligra. <laughs> ly- actually, no, really. Honestly, if I'd be a tiger for me, for me, I like the pack life. I would like a lion being in a pack, but I do think that tiger is really beautiful with his markings. Uh, and, and I think he's such How a cool have you gone animal. deep on this, he's mate. How a, is was such a cool, they animal. Are a cool, cool animal, mate? He, you know. He, even
0: Connor's got one tied on his chest. <laughs> <So like. laughs> I'm, my spirit animal's the sloth, mate. So that you look that's, like the sloth. That, I like that it. That would yeah, do yeah. me. So yeah. it's, it's, same sort of, uh, you know, genetics. That's right. Same yeah. amount of probably amount of movement Fast in a day. Reach. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I'm good up a tree. So that's yeah. that's that's all you need to know. Um, JB personal training in Essex. Who's next for the prospect, and how clear do you see his route to the belt?
1: Me, personally, I, I, I think, like, I spoke about this one on the other podcast, him versus Cheetah, for me, makes a lot of sense now. They're both uh, coming off some good wins. They both, well, I say, have a little bit of beef, but it's just a story behind it. Obviously, with you know, Cheetah being my last fight and him having a win over me, yep. uh, I, I think it's, like, it'd be, it's just a cool story to it, like... M- yeah, there's layers, yeah, there's student, layers to it. Student. yeah. So you, 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 it's everyone, going on Star you, Wars, isn't it? Everyone likes it. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> I'm Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so like, uh, you can't kind, kind of like... Your yeah, breathing uh, down the microphone is very simple. Oh, mate, terrible. Everyone, everyone likes a, uh, yeah, a story
0: behind a fight. Um, so let's let's have a little look. We've got some other nice ones here. Uh, Sponge Kez, no question. Just a shout out to a great podcast. Thanks well, very much.
1: Share it then. Get it, get, it. Get it out there. Go Spread knock on your the neighbor's wood. door right now. Yeah. Go knock on the door. And tell
0: them to download it. Perfect. We'll we'll see that. Uh, Split decision pod. Considering the benefits of EPO, the extra damage potentially caused on his opponents due to its use, do you think a two-year ban is too lenient for TJ or is the use of such a difficult-to-detect substance such as this is more rife than we think? Love the pod. Keep up the good work. Appreciate that. Thank you very much, the split decisions pod.
1: I can't remember where I heard it before, where someone's gone about they should not... If someone's been called cheating... They should take just wipe all their all, all their fights off. You know what I mean? Like, where where do you stop? You know, yeah. like, I mean, like, if you took away my wins, that that would crush me as well. You know, like I, I I'm like you as a fighter, you try and build a record, and that's what it is. This is my achievements. This yeah. is my record. If you take those away from him, like take, if you take him, especially that Cody fight where he won the belt, take that belt with him. You never won that belt, mate. You know, and then that's just gonna. And, and to be honest. The ban's two years. It doesn't matter how long the ban is, really, you are tainted. Yeah. You know, like Lance Armstrong now is tainted. He had a crazy career, you know, like, I mean, it's just, it's like, he's just tainted we, now. This, this is what this we remember him for. It. Yeah. It's yeah, now, now, now
0: this. Um, in the Olympics and uh, in other sports, EPO gets a four-year ban. So it's, re- and Jeff Nowitzki, the uh, the guy who works for the UFC and the A's with USADA. So as far as drugs go, it's it's pretty much in the top three yeah. or four as far as how they look down upon it. Two years is the maximum ban that they could deliver with it under the uh, stipulations and regulations they've put out to the UFC fighters in this sport. Four years would be Olympic. John Kavanagh said something quite interesting. He put a tweet up. He said, uh, as well as the ban being it's like for two years going forward, they should make it retroactive. So all of his wins within two years of that test that pops, uh, he gets them with, uh, withdrawn. And he has yeah. to pay back the money that he... he
1: that's gonna always, always would be hard because you never know um, what money's got left. You know, yeah, t- oh, totally. You. Yeah, but I yeah. think
0: he was saying make make the consequence so big that it doesn't just affect you going forward. So now TJ has made a fortune. He has yeah. he's got good had good sponsorship deals. He's yeah
1: been but in the, the, the limelight. Thing, then, then also you think. He's going to lose all those. You know, it's possible to go like, hey, I don't want to be associated with you now. So, like, oh, you yeah. to- Totally, yeah. but uh, like, if he had to give the money back
0: from that, it just, he, I think what Kavanaugh is trying to say is make it such a deterrent. I honestly,
1: I, I don't think the money is as much of an issue as to it take away his his for two years. Yeah. Like, i just say, for me as a fighter, well, I don't never never looked at money, money. I for me is my record. Legacy. You know? if you, yeah. You, if you took took away, it took, you take away the last couple of years of my fights. I'll be happy because I lost quite. <laughs> 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 I did have a good end to my career. <laughs> 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 give me, give me some EPO. Take those Listen, I've got some in my bag, mate. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, mate. I'll do
0: that. Uh, so look, we've got a, a UFC card coming up this weekend. We have UFC Russia. It's now headlined by uh, Ole. Ol- 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 Time can't even say it. I'll Aster Overeem? Yeah, <laughs> Aster Overeem. That's right. Olenek. I should be able to say that since I do a lot of Russian things. over versus Olenek. So I can't say it. You try it. That's it. Olenek. Thank you. And uh, versus the Reem, Overeem. Uh, that is this weekend, Saturday, April 20th. And for us,
1: uk Europe. This is bases, the guy. He tries to team. Who does the, the Ezekiel the, the, from... The weird. I mean, like... I, I, you showed Mike Brown and Mike Brown and you showed But without it's a game, weird mate. Like, it's weird it's weird he I mean, like f- finished it's one of those ones where someone does a move and you'd be like that's junk But he, he's done it So he now, he's he got a lot of finishes
0: Where people get into mount Mount So he, they mount He him lets, him lets people mount and, he land, and then he sets up The, the Ezekiel choke From there mm. And usually the Ezekiel like Use it in a gi a lot Yeah so you of So grab his sleeve yeah. And then that's
1: So it's But he's got it's, This is no gi uh, And he's finishing I've been showed it how, how he does it And it was pretty effective I can't remember it now yeah. but, but it was actually like My brown My Mario brown but From, from bottom again, you've got a bad My brown Let me mount it And my Mario brown Tried on me and I was like Oh my it <laughs> Really It nearly got me But I'm Obviously, himself, now, it didn't, of course, it didn't happen. But, um, <laughs> but I was like, man, I was close. He like, had me, you know, nearly had me. Yeah. So uh, that, that
0: has taken the main event. Volkov was supposed to be fighting. He got injured. So uh, that that is now the main event for us, UK, European fans. We can watch That's this it. in a day, mate. Look at this. Look so, around mine, though. The know. BT Sport schedule. Uh, what? <laughs> that's 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 <laughs> harsh after we started so well you are just going to drop that as I'm trying to, trying to do a plug What mate. am I doing this Saturday? Listen, you're hanging out with oh, me, mate no,
1: actually, no, it's, it's the Easter weekend I'm away in Isle of Wight, mate Yeah, mate, alright Well, I'm free I can come to the Isle of Wight, it's, yeah Yeah, but then I don't have BT Sport at <laughs>
0: So one of us is watching it. So if you want to enjoy it, it's a reasonable time for us European fans. So it's Saturday uh, on BT Sport, 4pm. You can watch the prelims from St. Petersburg. Then at 6pm on BT Sport, you can watch the main event, uh, main cards for live. So that is an early night for us, yeah?
1: I made that sound like we're going to have an early night together. That's not supposed to be how it sounds, mate. No, no. I'm in Isle of Wight with my wife. (laughs) Yeah. kids (laughs) and taking my dog as well (laughs) you know the family there well, that's it. I, need, I need a break from you, you you enjoy
0: that mate you have a rest <laughs> and when we get back we'll share, share some eggs uh, so that is it from us thank you for joining us once again on the BT Sport One Punch Pod let's just do another shout out if you are enjoying this and uh, you want it to continue you want me to continue annoying Mr Brad Pickett uh, on a weekly basis then just make some noise get involved hashtag One Punch Pods leave us a review uh, on iTunes if you can take two minutes out of your time and then do what you said just spread the word tag us into somebody you're sharing the podcast with we'll share that as well, and we'll try and give you a mention uh, next week. But as much support and uh, uh yeah, you can give us, then that will help us make this an actual reality every week, mate. Then we could be together, exactly, yeah? exactly, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so that's it So uh, thanks for joining us and we'll let Brad just say one last thing before we disappear
1: um, yeah put me on the spot again but I'm not actually joking guys go knock on your neighbour's door <laughs> <laughs> I actually enjoyed this little room review Brian oh, you know, for a few oh, hours.
0: There, there you go well we'll be back next week uh, with one more episode for you of the One Punch Pod so uh, thank you from me and thank you from Brad